share just a few moments here. We do have a giving opportunity. For the next few weeks, we'll be receiving special offering for our midweek ministry for our children and youth. This will help in covering costs for our various activities, food, also Hallelujah Night. And uh, we can place our, those offerings in an envelope and put them in the box, indicating that they're for that. And thank you from the kids for that. Um, you know, the Bible, in regard to our giving and our tithes and offerings and such, um, the Bible says in Proverbs 11:25, this is New International Version, a general or generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And then that from the Passion Bible, it says this, those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon themselves, upon them. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. And so that's, that's just the word of God. That's what puts light on this whole area of giving. And Lord, the, the tithes and offerings that we give, we give them unto, as unto you, Lord, all of that. And we just thank you for the opportunity to do it. And so we just give it from a cheerful heart also, from a heart of cheer, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then uh, I'll also just mention that we do have Hallelujah Night coming up on October 30, Wednesday. And that's a Christian alternative for Halloween. Uh, more information will be coming on that. I'm skipping a lot of these announcements. You know, what you can do is you can get these online on our Facebook page and or uh, just contact Pastor Dean and we also put it out on our email that goes out to whoever wants it. It can be emailed to your place so each week you'll have this. And I think there are a couple hard, hard copies that are made for those that want them as well. So I'm not going to go over all these, although I will mention we do have the change of seasons here. Um, we have the and also on those, in those places, you can just see what we have for our weather announcement. I'm not going to go into that either today, but I'm just going to let you know it's there and what we do if the weather is questionable for a service. Um, Joyce and I had a very special Seek the Lord time again last week. We were gone for a few days at the end of the week, and the Lord continued on a thing of, of the theme of intimacy with Him, and uh, and some other things that we'll be sharing in the days that that are before us as well. Um, we just want to keep remembering too certain things. You know, we bring these every once in a while to bring them before us. That our symbol as a church, we have the lighthouse, and then our theme is light to the nations. Our slogan, every believer a minister of God's love and light. And that is true. We believe it from the youngest to the oldest, that all of us are ministers of God's love and, and of his gospel. And uh, we're seeing it actually. I've been really blessed by Joyce and I have been with junior hires these last three weeks or so. And really neat kids, really a neat bunch, a neat group, and just so, it's just so neat to be with them and hearing their heart for God, and uh, praying with them, hearing, praying together, praying for things that they deal with in school and such, but they want. They are a part, and they want to be involved. Actually, next Sunday they're going to be having a part of the message. I'm going to be bringing a message, and and we have an object lesson or kind of a little skit thing that they're going to be helping with. 
That'll be the junior hires, but also, by the way, senior hires, we're going to need your help with that, too. Uh, we'll talk about that Wednesday night. But um, one other thing that I'll mention, Gus, why don't you start making your way up here? Uh, Gus Shogren is going to bring the word today for us. But uh, one thing, too, I'll just share this today. One, one of the things I've kind of had there on my heart for a while was, uh, and we have done this in the past, but it came up again this Seek the Lord time, that on occasion, maybe we'll just start by saying, at some point we'll do it, we'll do it sometime, to have an evangelistic service on a Sunday morning where we invite our friends and loved ones and neighbors that don't know the Lord, just reach out and bring someone. We'll have a good meal afterwards of physical food, but then we'll have someone like Kent, for instance, who has a real strong evangelism thrust there, or maybe someone else here from here too would do that or could do that. But then another thing, you know, and we'll see. Maybe we'll do it again then, you know, after that. We'll, together, let's be praying about that. But another thing is to have a healing service. And that could be, you know, it's physical or the, even the things that were just coming forth there. It could be in our soul or whatever. Emotions or mind. But a healing service. And have someone like Tim. Tim and Kathy minister with that or Gus or Pastor Dean, or there, I know there's others here too that would be very good with those areas. So if you could be praying with me about that, praying together about that. It's Jesus to me. And I just want to share something that one of the saints of God wrote a long time ago. Jesus is the Word made flesh. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the victim offered for our sins on the cross. Jesus is the sacrifice offered at communion for the sins of the whole world and for mine. Jesus is the Word to be spoken. And 1 John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that's Jesus. But when he left, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But he said, I will be with you always until the end of time. And so nothing has really changed. But it's hard for us to make that leap of faith, to believe that every word that God spoke is true, that those words are for us, for this hour, for our lives, that God hasn't changed, that what he said he would do, he will do, if you will reach out in faith to believe. And that's what the pastor was telling us this morning. Sometimes we need to cross over from where to where. Well, from unbelief to belief to that place where we believe that Jesus Christ is real, that he loves us so much that he laid down his life on the cross. The Bible says so that we might be free. And for he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Oh, hallelujah. And it's hard for us to make that leap of faith, to cross over from unbelief to belief where we can receive what God has for us, what he bought for us on the cross, 
2,000 years ago. Oh, and he wants to reach out to us so bad. His heart cries and yearns to fellowship with us. And you know, in praise and worship this morning, I think we saw a little bit of the glory of God. Come down, fill our hearts, strengthen us. But God wants to take us a little bit higher. He wants to take us to a new place. I remember in scriptures, you know, Jesus said, let us cross over. And so they'd all get in the boat. We remember once he wasn't even with them. And in the midst of the storm, he came walking to them on the water. And another time, he was with them and he was asleep in the boat. And the winds came up and a storm arose. And they thought they were all going to drown. And they woke up Jesus. He said, don't you care that we're drowning? Or we're about to go under? He said, oh, ye of little faith, how long have I been with you? And you still don't understand. You don't get it. We don't get it most of the time. We just don't get it. We can't quite get there. We can't reach out and grab it. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Oh, you believe, and you, you just know that it, you got it, that you already have the answer to your prayer. And when that happens, you can just go on with your life and you don't worry about it because you know God has already sent the answer. And you know he doesn't always work things out the way you thought he would or the way you thought he should. You think you know better than God sometimes. I could testify that a lot in my life. But God sees the end from the beginning. I was reading a story this week about a baby that was born in the hospital. And the doctor said, well, it's, it's just a blob. And it really was like two blobs. And they said, this baby can't live. It had a huge tumor. And its head was enlarged and swelled up. And they said it was just a blob. But the doctor said, what are we going to do with it? And somebody asked the sisters, what should we do with this baby? And they said, bring it to us. And someone said, well, maybe we could operate on the tumor. And the doctor said, well, we could. We could try to remove the tumor, but we don't know what will happen. And finally, they decided to remove the tumor. And when they did, all the water began to drain out of the baby's head, and it became normal. And eventually the sisters realized that the baby could see, that the baby could hear, and it responded to music. And the lady 
who wrote the story. He said, I went to that hospital that those sisters had built to take care of all those babies that the world had thrown away and didn't know what to do with. And she said, a little girl, a beautiful little girl, a cheerful little girl met her at the door in a wheelchair because she never could walk. And she was the guide that showed her through that whole hospital. And that was that little blob. That was that girl. And God had restored her back to life. And God had given her that gift of music. And so we don't always know what God is up to. We don't know what God could do if we could just believe that he is God. And I just want to share story this morning from the scriptures. And it's really about a family. And I want to say that we are family. And that as we come together and we seek God, that our faith is increased. And then we should begin to see miracles in our lives. And we should begin to see a supernatural move of the Spirit of God. And we should cross over. Now, an interesting thing happened the other day, you know. We were trying to get the cows to cross over. Just cross over. Just cross the road where there was 120 acres of fresh pasture. Now, how, do you, how many of you know that cows can be like people sometimes? Hard-headed, stubborn. They want to do it their own way. Sometimes they're not ready to cross over. And so finally, you know, we had to get a trailer and haul them across that road. But before the storm, those cows were standing by that same gate for two days. And Al said they're ready to cross over. And they opened up the gate and they walked right through. Now the point is this. If a cow can learn to do it, well then surely you can learn to do it. Even a cow has got good sense. Kenneth Hagin used to say you should have as much sense as an old cow. He said, eat the hay and leave the sticks. Anything I say that isn't in line with the scripture, he said, just throw it out. Don't receive it. But St. John, in the book of John, chapter 11, the Bible says that now there was a certain man called Lazarus from the town of Bethany. And he was sick. Now, that's not the first time that we met this family in the scriptures. Because Jesus was at their house before. With Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha. And Martha was complaining because she had to do all the work and feed the guests while Mary sat at Jesus' feet. And Jesus told her, he said, you are worried about many things, but Mary has chosen the better part. And that is to seek God first. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things that you're worried about, will be added unto you. If we learn to put Jesus first, 
Jesus, the word to be spoken. Jesus, the path of life. The light of the word, the door, the sheepfold. And he's here with us. And I feel his presence. And so Lazarus was sick, but he was really sick. He was so sick that Mary and Martha sent a message to Jesus and said, Lazarus, the one whom you love is sick. Well, Jesus knew that. But he was talking with his disciples and he said, but he's only sleeping. And they said, well, if he's sleeping, well, that's a good thing. And then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. but let's go back to Bethany. And of course they said, but the Jews as of late have been trying to kill you and you're going back to Judea? And Thomas called Didymus, he said, well, we'll go with you and we'll die with you. And we all need to die to the things of this world so that we can believe in the things of the spirit. We need to go from the natural to the supernatural. And Jesus was teaching a lesson. He was trying to get people to cross over, to believe that with God all things are possible. But it was more than that. He was also moved by their prayers. And so he went. And when he got there, there was lots of people gathered. Apparently Lazarus had lots of friends. And Martha, when she met Jesus, he said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And the scripture tells us that Jesus turned to her. He said, if you can believe, then I would do greater things. He said, Lazarus will rise again. And she said to him, yes, I know that Lazarus will die in the resurrection of the dead on the last day. And Jesus answered and said, I am the resurrection and the life. Though you were dead, yet shall you live. Well, if we could just receive that. He is the resurrection, and he is the life. He is the life to live. He is the way to walk. He is the light of the world. He hears our prayers. He hears the cry of our heart. And he's trying to get us ready to receive what he has for us. So sometimes we think, Lord, I've been praying about this, and there's no answer. No answer comes. We know that Daniel prayed for 20 days before the angel came and said, there's been a battle in the heavenlies, and the prince of Persia has stood against you. There is a battle, 
raging and going on. And sometimes we just need to stand in faith and believe. The Bible says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God is working things out. He's working them out in your favor. I know I told a preacher once. I said, things are turning. They're turning in my favor. And he looked at me like I was crazy. I thought, you haven't been there yet. You need to get over that hump where you can believe that things are turning in your favor, that God is working on your behalf. He's working behind the scenes. You know, you watch a play and there's people there behind the scenes that you don't see. They're making things happen. They're making sure that things are going all right. They're making sure that people, the sounds are all coming off at the same, right time. People have the right clothes on. That people know when they're supposed to get out there. When they forget their lines, you're in the back telling them what to do. Well, don't you think God is bigger than that? Don't you think that he isn't orchestrating things in your life? And he would do it a whole lot better if you'd cooperate with him. And that's his problem. He doesn't always get a lot of cooperation. But Martha did have some divine revelation. She said, I know you are the Christ, the one who was to come, the son of the living God. She said, I know that even now you can ask the Father whatever you want and he'll do it for you. But yet she didn't have faith to believe for what was about to happen. And she went back and talked to her sister Mary and said, the Lord has come. And the Bible says, that when Mary came to Jesus, she fell down weeping at his feet. And she said the same thing as her sister. She said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And the Bible says that Jesus groaned in his spirit. He had compassion for her. Her prayers touched God. Her prayers moved God. The Bible says that Jesus cried. If he loves you, don't you think he cries for you too? Does it, don't you think that he doesn't feel your pain? He knows what you're going through. He knows where you're at. He knows exactly what's going on in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, where had they laid him? And they said, come and see. And the people were talking and they said, surely this man who gave sight to the blind Surely he could have caused that this man had not died. And the Bible says that Jesus groaned again in himself. And they went to the cave. And he said, roll aside the stone. And here is where Martha gives herself away. He said, but Lord, it's been four days. 
Surely he stinketh. Now that's a natural man talking. We would have said the same thing, I suppose. Surely it's too late. You have come too late. And Jesus knew what he was going to do. He always knew what he was going to do, I think. But he was trying to teach people. Step over. And so to make sure that people knew what was going on. He began to speak out loud so that the whole crowd could hear. And he lifted his eyes up to the Father and he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you hear me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may, they may believe that you have sent me. And when he had spoken, the Bible says that he cried with a loud voice. Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus, like a good obedient servant, got up and tried to walk out. But they had him bound with cloth from head to toe and a veil over his face. And so that's how we walk sometimes. Obstructed by the things of this world and blind to the things of God. Jesus said, loose him. Loose him and set him free. Oh, hallelujah. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. He wants to loose us, set us free. The Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. So who is Jesus to me? He is the word to be spoken. He is the truth to be told. Jesus is the way to be walked, the light to be lit. Jesus is the life to be lived. Jesus is the love to be shared. Jesus is the sacrifice be offered. Jesus is the peace to be given. Jesus said, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, but a peace that passes understanding, a peace that the world cannot receive. But we who are in Christ should walk in peace with ourselves and our neighbors and with God. Jesus is the bread of life to be eaten. And this is Mother Teresa. You know, sometimes she hits below the belt, you know, where it hurts. She said, Jesus is the hungry to be fed. Jesus is the thirsty to be satiated. Jesus is the naked to be clothed, the homeless to be taken in, the sick to be healed, the lonely to be loved, the unwanted to be wanted, the leper to wash his wounds, the beggar to give him a smile, the drunkard to listen to him, the mentally ill to protect him, to the little ones to embrace him, 
the blind to lead him, to the dumb to speak for him, to the crippled to walk with him, to the drug addict to befriend him, to the prostitute to remove from danger and befriend him. Jesus is the prostitute to remove from danger. Jesus is the prisoner to be visited. He's the old to be served. And then she says, to me, Jesus is God. Jesus is my spouse. He is my life. Jesus is my only love. Jesus is my all in all. He is my everything. Jesus, I love with my whole heart, with my whole being. I have given him all, even my sins. And he has espoused me to himself in all tenderness and love. Now and for life, I am the spouse of my crucified Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. When I lived on Albania, in Albania I lived on Haidar Hidi Street, numero deux, which means the second house. It actually was the first house. We were on the second floor. And they used to talk about Mother Teresa lived on that street. They also said she was a school teacher. She taught high school. She was a career lady, and she left it all to follow Jesus in a closer and a more personal way. And she helped change the world, one person at a time. And we can all do that. Reach out to someone in love. But we need to appropriate what God has given us. And if we're going to do that, we need to learn, like those cows, we need to learn to cross over. If a cow can do it, well then surely we can. And you know, part of it's teaching. It took them a while to get there. But I'll bet that next summer when we take those cows across the road, we're not going to have to chase them. We're going to have to get out of the way so we don't get run over. Because they know there's green grass on the other side. And they're not going to be scared to cross that road because they've already done it once and they know what's waiting for them. So we just need to learn to trust God. But we need to believe God for greater things in our lives. Things don't have to stay the way they are. Change is coming. I'm not talking about change in my pocket. I'm talking about a move of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about moving from natural to supernatural so that God can move in your life in a new and a special way and he can do things that the world says is impossible. Because we are made in the image of God, and the Spirit of God lives and dwells on the inside of us. And the world says, you can't do that. Oh, I teach Spanish, and the kids in school, you know, that's what they're sitting there. I can't do that. What do you mean you can't do that? Learned how to speak English, didn't you? How did you learn? Da, da, ba, ba. Mama, da, da. Sometimes you just got to jump in. Where it's over your head. You have to swim. And if you don't know how to swim, then you have to trust God. story the other day 
about this woman. She had prayed for her husband for years, and you know, he just didn't have time for God. But one day he wanted to go fishing. Kids were in school. The weather was bad. It was bad weather. It was like this. But you know, sometimes when there's a little wind out there and things get riled up, the fish bite better. They call that a walleye chop, you know? And I don't know what they were fishing for, but they got out there in that lake and they were in a canoe. And anyway, his wife was messing around. She fell overboard. So what does he do? He jumps in after her. That was a great idea, but there was one small thing he forgot to do before he jumped overboard, and that was turn the motor off. And he got his wife, and he managed to catch her, and before she hit the bottom of the lake and pulled her back up, she didn't know how to swim. Nobody had life vests. And as he's looking around for the boat, you see the boat 200 yards away and fading fast. And so he's trying to hold his wife up, keep her from drowning. And she kept saying, God will save us. And he thought, well, how is God going to save us? There's nobody on the lake. The weather was too bad. Everybody else had the good sense to stay home. He said, even if they sent a plane over and dropped a parachute, it would be too late. He says, I'm running out of strength. And he'd go under. Every time he'd think, well, I don't know how much longer I can hang on. And she kept saying, but God will save us. And when he was just about ready to quit and all his strength was gone, he looked out and that boat had made a big circle in the lake and the boat was coming back. And the boat went right by him. And he reached up with his last strength and grabbed a hold of that boat. And his wife, who hadn't been swimming, she had more strength. He managed to jump in the boat and turn the motor off. Pull him aboard. Sometimes we think God can't. God can. You know, sometimes that's what it takes to turn your life around. A little adversity. Good for the soul sometimes. And Jesus did promise tribulation. He said, Fear not, I have overcome the world. So we say, where is the kingdom of God? Jesus said, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's now. So don't hang out with that crowd that says, someday, God is going to do something. Hang out with that crowd that believes that God is real and he does miracles. And he moves in supernatural ways. And he wants to do something in your life. Bigger, better than you have ever dreamed. I don't know what's going on in your life. God does. You know, we all have what we call circumstances. You know? We're all going through something all the time. 
And we have people around us that are going through circumstances. Things maybe beyond their control. You know, I listened to an ad on the radio. And it goes like this, accidents will happen and you can't do a thing about it. And that's when I shut the radio off, right there. You can't do a thing about it. We have a God who can. He is well able. Whatever you're facing in your life, he's bigger than that situation. And whenever I go to God in prayer and I don't get an answer, I know that it's not on my end of the telephone line, that it's not his end that there's a problem. It's on my end. Sometimes I have to make a little adjustment way down deep inside about what I think and about what I believe and about how, what I feel and about how I treat my neighbors and about what I do and the things I say. I have to make some adjustments. Then I go back to God. Mary knew. Good. And Martha knew that he could. But they didn't know if he would. You know, that's not the end of the story. Because the Bible says that six days before they celebrated Passover, Jesus was at Lazarus' house. And Mary and Martha were there. They still talk about what happened that day. That Mary took all the money she had and went out and bought some very expensive perfume called Spikenard. And she anointed him with oil. And Judas was there. He said, why the waste? We could have spent that money on the poor. Jesus said, the poor you will always have with, with you, but me, you will not always have, at least not in the flesh. That she has anointed me for burial. Hallelujah. That fragrance filled the room. She washed his feet with that ointment, dried them with her hair. That was a house that Jesus frequented. My question is, does he frequent your house? Does he abide there? Does he live there? Do you have that close fellowship with him? And you ask, believing that he will do a miracle in your life. That he will turn around the circumstances that you're going through. Oh, just stand up with me today as we close. Just want to offer this prayer to God. Lord Jesus, we just come before you today. And we lift our burdens up to you, whatever it is that you're carrying today. Say, Lord, I know you're bigger than this situation. And I give it to you. And I just trust, Lord, that you will send angels to minister to me, to minister to this situation, to minister to all the people involved. 
I just thank you, Lord, that you are God, that you are the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And with you, all things are possible. You know, the Bible says that faith comes. We know it comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But faith comes. And I heard a preacher say you have to reach up sometimes and catch it. And when the Spirit of God is moving in a place, you just need to reach up and grab it and say, I'll take that. That's mine. I won't let the devil steal that blessing from me in Jesus' name. I believe and I receive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, Lord, for your favor, your grace, your love. We thank you, Lord, for your compassion and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers, that you hear them before we even speak them. You know, it says in Isaiah that the answer is on the way. It's on the way before we even say the prayer. And so we just need to hold our negative tongue so we don't stop the blessing from coming. We just need to say faith and say with Martha, you are God. And even now you could ask the Father, he would answer you. He would give you whatever you ask. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, that I will do. That's whatsoever or whomever can receive. You know, you need to be in that place. Or you don't take no for an answer. Faith does not take no for an answer. Faith says, I got it in the name of Jesus. Mine. Because God has promised it to me. It may seem impossible in the eyes of the world. I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. So as you leave today, receive that love that God has for you. Walk in his love. Reach out to your neighbor in love. That Christ be formed in you. Hallelujah. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Say it with me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Have a good day. Have a good week. Don't worry about the weather. The weather is about to change. We believe that Indian yes, summer is coming. Now, if believe with me, it'll be longer and stronger. Hallelujah. This message was so awesome. I would just want to take 60 seconds. Um, I was listening to a testimony yesterday. Uh, he was preaching in Minneapolis yesterday at a healing conference. His name is Jeff Jansen. And in the last year, he was in another country, and there was a man that died, and he was, he was dead for four days in a Lazarus type of embalmment. He was embalmed. And all that was put on him was a prayer cloth. And he said his wife went down to use the restroom or something, and he came back up, and his hand had moved. And they went to a doctor, came in, and this man, after four days, had a pulse. And they took him in the casket to the emergency room. And he came alive and he lived. Today, this was in the last year, um, got goosebumps on top of goosebumps because it didn't just happen then, it's happening today. God's resurrection life is in you. You say, I, I don't believe that story. I, I know. Your head can't, but Jesus 
can do anything. 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 Amen. Down here just a minute. Tim, can you lead us in that song, Jesus After the Rain, or like the fragrance after the rain? Sure. Jesus, if you want to get your guitar. But then also this morning before you leave, if you have not received Jesus as your Savior, we'd like to ask you, you know, at some point, that's night will be here and others will be here to minister, to receive him as your Savior today, or to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, or healing, or deliverance. So let's, before we go, let's just worship him with this song one more time. Guess we're speaking about Jesus. In the name of Jesus, there's something about that name. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. softly as we leave a little bit, Tim. Amen. And uh, we'll leave and we can talk, fellowship, or pray for one another. Like we said, we'll be here to pray with you as well. Hallelujah. God's blessings and peace and power of the Spirit upon you all as you go on to the mission field. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. here yes. and he wants to manifest